Hello and welcome along to the Trailer Blazers podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Spin Moon, as ever joined with Nick Kelly here with me virtually as we're doing the podcast here. If I try and do a voice like that, I'm going to sound like the guy from the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. I've no idea what that is, but uh, I'm sure that it's one of the many podcasts you listen to and it's of quality. Oh, it's, it's a very silly sort of max fun podcast where it's a fictionalized sort of business podcast about the beef and dairy uh, industry, but it's all made up with improv artists. Is it the same topic every week, or is it always about beef and dairy? It's always about different kinds of beef and dairy, but, like, Nick Offerman was on an episode that was spectacularly hilarious. Uh, Andy Daly is on sometimes, and he's always great. Well, that just sounds fun, Nick. This is the Podcast Pals podcast, where we podcast other podcasters' podcasts. That's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of P-words. I wanted to pop my plosives early. That's great. In that, you know, that's just great, uh, Nick. Isn't that neat? That is just neat. Well, uh, we're not here to talk about what podcast we listen to because you're listening to one. We're here to talk about what we done watched, uh, both with trailers and with the things we watched the actual full-length versions of. What we done had watched this past week. We did. We did some watching. You more than me, but it looks like. It looks like you quit some of the things that you started, and mine was extra long, so maybe it's about the same. It might be. So I was traveling this past week into Utah for work, happy to report that I got a COVID test when I got back, which came back negative. It was a very rapid test. I got it back in like 20 minutes. And so it was came back negative, so it was completely safe. So I'm, I'm here to say both my wife and I have flown in airports and planes, and have had negative COVID tests at the end, so you can fly safely. It is possible. Did they cram that thing up your nose? No, I actually did it myself. They said, take the swab, stick it one inch up each nostril, swirl it around five times, and put it back into the little baggy thing. That makes me tremendously uncomfortable to think about, but I would do it for the science. Uh, it was not uncomfortable at all. I didn't go up that high into the nostril. It was, it was not bad. Uh, so anyway, I, the reason I talk about flying to Utah, uh, is I watch stuff on the plane and not all of it was good. So the first thing I watched was Terminator Dark Fate, the latest Terminator movie. Is that the one with, uh, Linda Hamilton yes. back and that girl that was in a bunch of stuff? Yes. Uh, it did, so this movie starts off like an anime. It starts off really strong. You're like, oh man, these Terminators fighting each other? Well, sort of these people, let's, these things, these characters, how let's call it that. These characters fighting each other, it was like an anime, okay? Very much like an anime. And then it kind of drops off after that, and it's, the movie was just okay. Um, it is, uh, I like the, the, the amount of strong women in this. I like that. Uh, it was kind of refreshing. Uh, but overall, uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I feel like we need something new for Terminator, maybe. Um, so I don't know. Is, is Terminator maybe just done? You know, I think it may just need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. That second one's real good, though. <laughs> that second one's real good. That so, second one. Yeah, the second one. So I watched that. Uh, I also watched the first episode of Mythic Quest and about five minutes of the second episode and gave up on it. It's, uh, I didn't like it. Is that the one with Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny? From Always Sunny, yes. Yeah. 
the video game. He's like a video game guy. It just it's it feels really forced. I don't know. It's just not. I just didn't dig it. I didn't think it was good. Mm-hmm. Not worth my time. So I stopped watching that. I watched all of Jojo Rabbit, however. That's such a good movie. It's uh, it's a little bit of a tearjerker, is it not? Yeah, I think when you said you were going to watch it because it was on HBO or something, I was like, make sure you got your tissues. Yeah, it's a little bit of a tearjerker. Uh, uh, ba- I, then I, I watched half of Bad Boys for Life, not a tearjerker, I'll tell you that. Uh, but I, 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 the plane ride ended, that's why I didn't finish it. I probably would have finished it. Uh, it's just a silly action movie, Jerry Bruckheimer, you know what you're getting into. Uh, nothing special, but, uh, so that's, that's all I watched. All of it was on a plane. That, that, all, that any mention of bad boys makes me think of hot fuzz where Nick Frost is like, you ain't seen bad boys too. <laughs> so your, your connection to bad boys is a reference in another Brit a movie, a British movie. Yeah. Even, even though I've seen bad boys too. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah. You ain't um, seen I, bad I boys I never saw the too. first one. Never saw the first one. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, I did see this week. Jess and I watched the '90s Stephen King miniseries, The Tommyknockers, and <laughs> let me tell you, man, oh, this is just the right kind of bad. It is so bad. I, I had so much fun watching this movie or this miniseries. It was three hours long, so it was broken wow. up into two two hour and a half parts. It starred Jimmy Smits and uh, uh, Marg Helgenberger and like a bunch of other people who have been in other TV shows and stuff. And it's a Stephen King book or slash series that he he was trying to write like a sci-fi series. So it's got like a spaceship that crashed underground and uh, like. The technology from the spaceship makes you it makes you smarter, but people start kind of going crazy, and there's like the aliens are dead in the spaceship, and they're like trying to vacuum. Out. Spoiler alert for the Tommyknockers from 30 <laughs> years ago. Uh, <laughs> the the dead aliens are trying to siphon the life from the people back into themselves and like reinflate themselves. It's so bad. And it's, the effects are cheesy, and the acting is cheesy, and it's just really fun for me to watch. I, I just was laughing. It was like the perfect Mystery Science Theater-style movie. How did you watch this? So Jess actually has it on DVD. I think a friend of hers gave it to her a while ago. And so she pulled out... It's one of those old-style, like the two-sided DVDs. Yes, you know, That yes. you have to flip over. So side one part a was on side one and uh it had every 90s tv thing was in it like this the weird jerky slow camera moves uh no that's so good the bad practical effects the the there was a dog that like the aliens would sort of possess people and and there's a dog that got possessed and as it was like zooming in on the dog, I was like, it's going to literally do the Goosebumps eye flash, like the green eye flash from the Goosebumps theme song. And it did. It, it was the best. It's the best thing ever. So that's what I watched is Tommyknockers. And then I just, I've, I've still been watching Toy Galaxy videos on YouTube all week. So that is, I did not expect you to watch the Tommyknockers. That's, that's, uh, that's out of left field, man. Yeah, we had, we had 
been wanting to watch it because we listened to Jess and I both listened to a, a Stephen King podcast called the the King Cast where they talk about adaptations, and they talked about Timey Knockers and it sounded hilarious. So we were like, we gotta watch this. And Jess is like, I have it and I've never watched it yet. So we busted it out and watched it. All right, well that's what we done watch this week, and that brings us to the new news. Carrie and the banner. New news. The new news. Uh, so we have the first item here that Jake Gyllenhaal and Denis Villeneuve are working on a mystery project together. Yeah, this will be their third team up. The first being Enemy, and the second being Prisoners. I Enemy is the only uh, Villeneuve movie I've never seen. Uh, Prisoners is real rough. That's a rough one. That's a dark storyline. Uh, so I imagine whatever they're working on will be uh, an original piece. And I don't know. It'll probably be of darker fare if it's like the other two they've done. Yeah, it sounds like I, I don't know that it might. I, I don't know that it'll be based on anything like any previous work, like a book or comic or something. Do Do you think that just that that Villeneuve likes the sort of sci-fi stuff, but he also likes dark horror-y type stuff? Well, I know he likes the sci-fi element. I I wouldn't say like Prisoners isn't a horror movie. Okay, but it's a crime movie, and the crimes are not good crimes. And uh, if you want to see Hugh Jackman beat Paul Dano into a pulp uh, for having suspected of kidnapping, then you should watch uh, that movie. Uh, Enemy, I know, has a sci-fi element, too, because it's got, like, a doppelganger. Uh, they covered that. I, list, I haven't seen the movie, but they covered it on our sister podcast, Seeing Double Podcast. Uh, I listened to them talk about the movie over there because it has the it has a double in it, so they cover it over there. And uh, I haven't seen I haven't seen the movie, but I listened to them talk about it, and I know it's it's sometimes it's streaming on things. I should I should check that out. Really should see. Uh, we should really celebrate Denis Villeneuve's entire filmography. Uh, I for one uh, celebrate his achievements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other piece of news we have is that Wandavision is still happening this year. Yeah, their Disney Plus released a 2020 trailer like a week ago, or it's just like flashes of stuff that's coming through through december and wandavision was in there so they're still releasing planning on releasing that in december that'll be an interesting uh an interesting show i think yeah i think it's gonna get real crazy uh and then i feel like there's some other news that had that happened as far as like uh release dates for things uh stuff getting pushed back a little bit uh i didn't add it to the list but we we did get some good news <clears throat> regarding uh she hulk casting that's right, yes, we did. Yeah, so Tatiana Maslany was cast as Jennifer Walters, or the She-Hulk. And she is of Orphan Black fame, and she's in a lot of other things, like Parks and Recreation. She was she dated Tom, and then she moved to Africa, uh, because they started making Orphan Black. <laughs> and she was in... Um, Perry Mason. Perry the Mason. Per- the new Perry Mason. And she did improv with Middle Dish and Swartz. She's not in the Netflix series, but she she toured around with those guys doing improv. So I was actually happy about this news just because she's really talented. And, I you know, I want the right people in the right roles. So I don't really know much about her other than that she can do all those accents in Orphan Black. And she's a good actress. And, and she definitely has the frame to get more muscular uh, if they're not going the CGI route. So... 
What do you think? Do you hope they go CGI, uh, or do you want her to be like She-Hulk all the time in her own body? I don't know. Uh, The newer She-Hulk stuff, I know she's always She-Hulk. Like, she's always green. She's still taller. Like, She-Hulk is still taller. So I imagine there'll be some element of mocap to it, and they'll alter it slightly. Like, I I imagine they'll make her slightly bigger. Because I think She-Hulk's probably still, like, seven, eight feet tall. I don't, I'm sort of torn. I don't know what I want them to do. I sort of like the idea of her working out and getting buff and then being painted green and seeing what they could do with that. But at the same time, I sort of understand having the spectacle of her being a CGI character, mocap, whatever. So I don't know what I want. Well, I trust in Kevin Feige to do the right thing. I do too. I do too. And I and I'm hoping this is going to be very much a, uh, a comedic action action comedy, don't you? Yeah, I mean, based on the source material, it pretty much has to be because yeah. she's a funny, funny character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that is uh, so that just got cast. So that won't be uh, coming around till probably 2022. I would imagine everything's up in the air now, but I think 2022 is when I would expect to see that one. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that does it for the new news, and that brings us to what? Not the questions times. We're, no. bring, we're bringing back an, uh, another old segment that we hadn't done in a while. The Alterna trailers. <laughs> the Alternia trailers. The Alternia trailers. Yeah, we uh, we can't do questions times every week, otherwise you guys will get stale on them. So we're punishing you this week. That's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you came to this uh, podcast to experience pain. You were meant to experience fear. Fear is the mind killer, Nick. I, I thought that was our Megadon. Uh, our Megadon is the mind killer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, so we have two Alterna trailers this week for two very different things. They're both products that you can purchase. The first one is something called the LG Wing. Yeah, so this is a uh, a new phone from LG and in a it's it turns into a T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, you almost said that like a question. <laughs> yeah, like it, it flips it flips. It's two screens, or one and a half screens, rather. Yeah. And and the the main phone part flips up into a horizontal, sideways screen, and then the touchpad is on the little half screen. So you you have a T shape, and what what you end up with then is like a T, and it has a little pop up camera thing, and uh, the the trailer made it appear that it was still like waterproof and all the other things you'd expect of a modern phone uh this is the most breakable phone of 2020 folks yeah this is gonna this is gonna you're gonna drop this and it's gonna pop open yeah you're gonna drop if you have the camera open and you drop it's gonna break the camera off the the hinge that swivels that screen around is gonna break and if i'll tell you this if this phone was made in 2010 when that screen flips up you would have a physical keyboard wouldn't you not yeah, that's that's what Jess was saying when we were watching it. Is that she would prefer it to have a physical keyboard? I don't know. Do you think you could go back? Do you think you'd be good at a physical keyboard? Well, I can't be worse than I am at the the touchscreen keyboard. I'm ter- every single word I've ever typed on my phone has been a typo. 
I'm pretty terrible at typing on my phone too, with one hand or both hands. Uh, I almost dictate everything with voice to text. I'm too lazy to even push the button. Most of the time what I'll do is I'll just have, like I text people during the day. So I'll have a Chrome window up when I'm working with messenger.com open and that's that works the best for me. So I also do the same. I actually have the the Android has just the tab that's like the mess so you can just type in all that stuff. So that's usually what I do as well. But if I'm just like eating lunch or something, I'll just hit the record or not the record button, the dictate button on the Android and just do voice to text. So I rarely type unless like if I'm in the bed and my wife's asleep, then I'll you know type. But rarely. I should I should use the dictate function more frequently. Jay uses that all the time, and it leads to some pretty fun incorrect translations it does every once in a while Uh, but you get used to it i mean once you use it for a while comma you know exactly how to dictate things period and it becomes like second nature period this this phone it's strange and possibly the most breakable phone but there is a positive and that it if the thing works like this where where you always have a horizontal screen maybe it could stop vertical video from being a thing Something tells me this phone is not going to catch on enough to thwart your vertical videos. Yeah, that's true. I just, why doesn't it autocorrect that? Like, just do it. I hate vertical videos. Riddle me this, Batman. Is Quibi watched vertically or is it horizontal? <laughs> I don't, no one's ever seen Quibi, so no one knows. <laughs> I think I, in the ads, people were watching it both ways. And that don't that don't uh, sit well with me. What if there are like certain scenes that it's like now turn your phone vertically for this next scene? <laughs> would you just I be would, <laughs> furious? I would. Yeah, my phone would turn end over end into the garbage can. <laughs> I don't know. The LG wing. All you have to do is pop that hinge back into place, and then you know you're good. Yeah, the LG wing. You pop it. The f- the top of the phone goes flying off into the crowd. What? You, I wonder if somebody will cha- turn it into a weapon where they hit the, the the flip button and it just shoots like a throwing star out. That's what I want. Yeah. So let's put let's put ninja weapons in our cell phones. <laughs> Secret ninja weapons. All right. So that's the LG Wing. Then we had a trailer. Uh, we actually had a reveal, and there's a trailer for the Nissan Z Proto. Yeah, so this is a fun little car. It looks like a bee. It looks like Bumblebee, like a Transformer. Uh, it has bespoke yellow lines, so that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. Ben, what's the deal with this car? All right, so Nissan, um, I've been, you know, I've complained about Nissan for a while. They don't make cool cars anymore. They have a legacy of literally the coolest cars in the world, and they don't make cool cars anymore. So they have brought back. The Z, the Nissan Z, which you have, pro- I mean, if you type up in Google, go to Google Images and type in Big Yoshi. Uh, type- <laughs> <laughs> go to Google Images, type in Nissan 240Z. You'll you'll recognize this car. It's iconic. Um, you know, they have all the Zs throughout up through time. The 300Z, uh, all these all these Zs. Okay, it's like this iconic Z car line so they're they haven't made one in like 10 years or 10 or 11 years and so this is the the brand new they just you know made a new z and they're calling it the z proto so it's this like yellow color that was apparently a, an original yellow color or something like that but 
you know, it's it's like a sporty kind of looking car. It's small, sporty. I have no idea how much it costs. But it's pretty cool. I like the square grill on the front. So you're going to trade in your uh, your car for this? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, even as cool as this car is, and I do think it's cool. And actually, uh, there's a guy on Instagram who's an who's a 3D artist. He does vehicles. His name is John Siebel. John Seibel? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anyway, uh, he did a mock-up. So he the, he does these 3D mock-ups. They look like real cars, and he, he puts them on the back on a photo. It looks real. So he did a modified version of this car. Uh, maybe I'll I'll put that in the show notes for you. Uh, and it lo- the modified version looks really cool. Like I was like, oh man, that's dope. But there are still older cars that I like more. I'd rather have a an, you know an actual car from the 80s than than this. Uh, although it's a very nice car. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I don't I don't know much about cars, but I like the uh, bespoke yellow lines. And that that was a feature of the trailer. <laughs> bespoke <laughs> yellow lines. Uh, so anyway, we'll throw that show notes. You can take a look at it. Let us know what you think about the wing and the proto. And would uh, you look at your proto, or would you look at your wing as you drive your proto? Uh, well, that's uh, you should be. You could be fined for that. Yeah. Will you be fined for looking at your wing in a proto? Uh, no. Not us. Uh, because I'm not gonna probably have either of those ever. So. No. Yeah, same. All right, well, that brings us to the new, 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 new trailers. As ever, we have a certain amount of trailers. How many trailers do we have here? The wickedly talented Adele <laughs> Dazine. We have an Adele Dazine uh, amount of trailers here, and uh, there's some good ones in here. Uh, let me check. Yeah, a couple boogers. Couple. It's not a booger fest. But it's also not a hot fest, you know what I mean? One of them is one of my favorite trailers of the year, but the rest of them are fairly mediocre. Too good. I will say I'm excited about three things on this. I didn't count them, but I know I'm I'm real excited for one, and then I will watch a few of the others. Okay. Well, let's start it out with something called Freaky. Yeah, so this is a Blumhouse Presents movie from i think some of the people who made that happy death day so it's sort of like a horror comedy must be yeah where vince vaughn is a serial killer and he tries to kill this girl and there's a like some sort of ancient ritual tab tablet thing that he stabs and they switch bodies like freaky friday so freaky freaky friday yeah, that to me was the pitch. Like the pitch went like this. All right, so take you, you're familiar with the story Freaky Friday. You know the story. Yeah, we've been told it a million times. But you take a man and a teenage girl, and is and and also it's a horror story. Okay, and then and then we 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 switch them. We switch their bodies out, and so the the serial killer guy becomes the girl, and uh, hijinks ensue. Uh, what do you think? I think that maybe Vince Vaughn was upset that he didn't get to be in Jumanji. Yeah, this does not look good to me. Not my... This is not... I'm not the target demo here. No, I'm not really interested in it. My favorite thing was that Stephen King tweeted about it. And Stephen King said, Based on the trailer of Freaky, Vince Vaughn has got to get nominated for an Academy Award. This looks Armegadon. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, Stephen King. Thank you, Stephen King. Uh, Such a weirdo. Uh, th- honestly, this just makes me want to watch Big. Yeah, Big is good. Big is a good movie. I love Big. Uh, I'd rather just watch Big. 
possibly the greatest in body switching films. Yeah, that's see, that's what I, I I actually do think that I think it's the best. All right, so that's freaky. Then we have a trailer for Clouds. Yeah, so this is a uh, a movie that's based on a true story of a kid with cancer who went to what has to have been uh, what's Stillwater High School because this is about someone that our friend Missy went to high school with and she went there. Uh, which means that it's also the high school that Nico Perringer and Sam, uh, Sam, I forgot your last name, Sam from, Nico and Sam from Corridor Digital, who were, went to high school with Missy as well. Uh, so they're putting out a lot of, of people from that Stillwater High School. Yeah, so this uh, this is a Disney Plus, I believe. It's a Disney Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, this looks like a Nicholas Sparks novel, but with a music angle. Totally, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it's so it's a, your cancer kid, and uh, like the love story and the friendship story, and they put out a, a song that they make on YouTube, and then people start to see the song. I don't remember this happening. Missy was talking about it the other day when the trailer came out. Obviously, because she went to this high school. Like I think she was there at the same time. Which means that someone in this, some extra in this, has to represent her, in my mind. <laughs> uh, I might just like skip through the scenes to see if we can find the extra that most represents Missy. Yeah, that's the game that I'll play. Just yeah. find some, some blonde girl in the background, and that will that will be the the head cannon. Well, I tell you, Nick, I don't remember this song coming out, so couldn't have been that big deal. No, I don't remember it either. It's not big time. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wasn't cued into the youth culture of the YouTubes. I, and also I'm trying to think, is Missy young? I think Missy's younger than me. She's like a year younger than me. I okay, think. so she's, yeah, she's a couple years younger than. So, this, so I would have been in college most likely when this happened, and I definitely didn't care about anything like that in yeah, college. I, I didn't even care about things like that in high school. Uh, I don't. I wasn't on YouTube a lot back then, unless it was like a meme video, you know, like the dancing baby, uh, or something like that. Yeah, I was very much off on my own. Or, or, hello, my future girlfriend. Hello, my future girlfriend. (laughs) I missed all these all these memes. Uh, You did. So that's clouds. Then we have a trailer for Hubie Halloween. Yeah. So this is a, a Netflix Adam Sandler movie about Halloween. Where he's he's kind of doing the Caddyshack Bill Murray voice, yeah, and uh, he's got all his Adam Sandler friends are in it, like Kevin James with a weird mullet, and I saw I think I saw Steve Buscemi, he's in a lot of yep. Adam Sandler movies, and uh, I gotta be honest, I laughed a couple times at this trailer. So okay, so I actually didn't laugh. Um, I mean, this is like an SNL reunion movie. Definitely. So, so many SNL stars just kind of tucked away in there. Um, and I wondered if I was, I was like, do I think this is funny? But I, I actually never ended up laughing. I don't know how good the actual movie will be itself, but there were some things in the in the trailer that I enjoyed the Batman thermos. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there is a moment where he has a thermos with a grappling hook, and it works just like Batman's grappling hook. Which, as we know, breaks the laws of physics. We've established that on this podcast. Uh, this is the Grappling Hook Guys podcast, and we're here to call out every uh, physically incapable grappling hook. 
Folks, we're here to come to grips with grappling. Indeed we are. Uh, I hope that you're gracious about our grappling gripes. <laughs> gracious grappling gripes and the terrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> oh, wow. We are really good at coming up with podcast names. Yeah, I think we're about as good as, as coming up with podcast names as Adam Sandler is at making Netflix give him money. Uh, he really does. I mean, they just they just keep giving him money to make stuff. Um, when he uh, he was snubbed for a, an Oscar for Uncut Gems, which everyone sort of agreed that he deserved, uh, and I will I will cite loosely a tweet from Kathy Bates, who was like, Adam Sandler was robbed for the nomination, to which he replied, "Thank you, Mama, <laughs> Waterboy." <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, he threatened after that that he would make the worst movie the world has ever seen in revenge for being snubbed, which I think is possibly the funniest thing he's ever done. So every movie that comes out, I'm going to be like, is this the revenge movie? <laughs> is this what he's going to unleash? But how can anything be worse than Don't Mess With the Zoham? Boy, I tell you what. I will say the only movie that in existence that has Adam Sandler in it that I have any remote desire to see is Uncut Gems. I uh, I really like parts of of some of his old movies. I like Billy Madison. That's that's got Chris Farley in it as the bus driver. I like anything Chris Farley's in, even a little. Uh, and I liked Happy Gilmore. So I guess you liked Coneheads then. Yes, because it has Chris Farley in it as the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I we used to love. We probably still do, I guess. But we used to love Coneheads. Like we watched it all the time. You know, Conan O'Brien was on the set because he was working with Greg Daniels on something, and he was just like on the set, and he was—I think he worked on SNL around that time too. And Lauren Michaels made him be a, an extra and get in the the Coneheads makeup and stuff, and then they cut his scene. <laughs> Conan was like, "They put me in the makeup for like six hours, and I was in it for a second, and they cut it out." <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Conehead. Yep. All right, so then we have a trailer for Save Yourselves. I encourage you to watch this trailer. If if you don't regularly watch, like if you take our word for watching trailers, this movie, Save Yourselves, watch the trailer for this movie. It's really, really weird, and it's weird in a good way. I It really is. I felt like, if I, I, felt like I had just the right amount of quirk to it, you know? Yeah, and I I like the the cast. It had uh, Sunita Manny from from Glow, and if you have Hulu from the commercial where the guy's spinning the sign and he goes, I think my arms are getting bigger, and she's like, Yeah, I think they are, and she's like watching TV. Uh, but she's in that in those Hulu commercials. But she's in Glow. She plays Beirut on on Glow, and uh, it's got John Reynolds, who I'm not super familiar with, and then Ben Ben Sinclair, who's from that. That HBO, the high, was it the High Times or whatever that that HBO show is? It was called High Maintenance. And Amy Sedaris is in it, and I love Amy Sedaris. I did laugh at this trailer. There's one one part where they say <laughs> a poof on the roof. <laughs> yeah, there's like these tribal creatures. Yeah, they're aliens. I, or they say they they think they're aliens, and they're like, yeah, they're just like tribbles, but bigger. Uh huh. I like the concept of this movie too, is where they're trying to like go and off their phones for a week or whatever and just be like up at a cabin and while that happens there's some sort of alien invasion that happens 
It's actually a pretty, yeah, I like the premise too. It's a fun, it's like a fun, stupid plot. Yeah, so I'm super on board for this. I didn't expect to, as the trailer started, I was like, okay, like Sundance movie, probably just sort of a a little weird indie movie. And then as it went, (laughs) I was like, what is happening? What is this about? And then by the end, it was like a weird sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of turns a corner there. You know, I think one of the things I really like about this, now that we're talking about it, is um, I think this movie's really self-aware. Oh, it's, for sure. Uh, so there's one part where they're like, they can't. They realize they can't do anything, and he even says, "We have no skills." <laughs> <laughs> when he's chopping the wood, yeah, and it just sticks in and falls off. And he, and he just like throws it down. It's like this is, this is just great. Like I think this is gonna be great. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about Save Yourself. It has the same kind of energy. There's a, a movie, with Aubrey Plaza about time travel. Yes based on a craigslist ad that someone put out and i think it's called safety not guaranteed it's called safety not guaranteed yes we and it ta- has that same energy and i loved that movie oh okay because didn't we talk about that on an early episode of this podcast it's an older movie so we didn't talk about the trailer but i probably brought it up because i've brought that movie up i bring that movie up from time to time okay okay because i i absolutely remember that movie but i never saw it i don't remember who else is in it Aubrey Plaza was in it, and then it's just it was a good movie about a guy who put an ad out for time traveling. Like he's like, we're gonna time travel, safety not guaranteed, and this really had like a real Craigslist ad that really happened, or like classified ad or something. That's hilarious. So they made the movie based off of that, but it has the same energy. It has the same energy as the Save Yourselves movie, which I'm here for. Yeah, I I really do want to see this. I think it's, I think it looks really funny. Uh, do so. Do we know when this is coming out or what it's coming out on? Uh, I don't know. I think because it was at Sundance that they're shopping it around some. I'm not sure. It might come out on VOD. Yeah, this is going to be a, maybe a tough one to, to actually watch. We'll see. Red box. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Pixie. This is a Red Band trailer for Pixie. Yeah, this is an, an Irish movie where someone is someone is killed and they have a body in the trunk and they're trying to get rid of it and they're driving around Ireland and then there's a bunch of priest mafia guys, and Alec Baldwin is there. And there was, like, a bunch of nun mafia people, and it just looked like a misadventure in Ireland. That, that's the only way to describe it. I have no idea what this is about. It, I think it's a road trip movie, or a yeah, or maybe a misadventure is a good word for it. I think, yeah, it's a road trip. It's Olivia Cook, and then two guys... Uh, and then all like your your favorite Irish people are in it, Cole Meany, uh, you know everyone that's up there. Basically. All, all your favorite Irish people. All are your in there. favorite Irishmen are in it. You got Cole Meany, and I guess Alec Baldwin's technically kind of Irish, but he you know he's from here. But and they'll be drinking. Yeah. They'll be drinking in there. And Olivia Cook talking. I I could listen to Olivia Cook talk all day. Oh, she's got a great voice. Now this movie is going to be the the percentage of Americans that are that are going to have to turn on subtitles for this is going to be real high. Let's play a game called Let's Read the Synopsis. To avenge her mother's death, Pixie masterminds a heist but must flee across Ireland from gangsters, take on the patriarchy and choose her own destiny. Wow, I did not get really any of that from the trailer. It's a heist movie. I guess it's a heist. That makes sense with the amount of people coming after them, the Alec Baldwin priests and, and uh, nuns and whatnot. Okay. 
I just think this is probably just not a very well cut trailer because you really don't get any of that hardly. No, it's not maybe the not the best cut trailer. It's it sure is pretty though. Those Irish landscapes, the the accents. I mean, I've watched movies for less. All right, so that is coming out somewhere. Somehow Americans can watch this. Somehow. Uh, and then we have a trailer for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, this is a, an Aaron Sorkin written movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and others about 1968, uh, like race riots and, and stuff like that. Uh, civil rights civil rights judiciary stuff because it looks like a courtroom movie I don't know some stuff prudence yeah so I was actually not familiar with this I had to look at the Wikipedia article on this about the Chicago 7 but these are and it was originally the Chicago 8 I think but it's uh, yeah 1968 if you know anything about 1968 it's like a very fraught year it's like similar to 2020 like this is when a lot of stuff happened people got assassinated whatnot and so i wasn't from i was not familiar with this so i feel like i need to almost watch this movie to sort of learn about the, these guys but uh, uh apparently they were uh people accused them of inciting riots when you have all this civil rights stuff going on and they were very defiant and this is all happening in Chicago, uh, and it was a big deal at the time. Uh, but I, I really have never heard of this or these people until today. Then it has done you a service by being made. Uh, I always like it when some historical thing comes out that I, I, uh, I didn't like. I didn't know about the Radium Girls when we watched that trailer. Yeah, I didn't and either. I've since listened to a bunch of podcasts, uh, and I was I keep forgetting to say this because I said I was going to find a podcast about the Radium Girls, and and I was going to listen to it, and I found a good one. There's a podcast called American Shadows uh, on iHeart Radio, and the first episode, which is called Glow, is about the Radium Girls, and it's hosted by Lauren Vogelbaum, who is a Dragon Con. Uh, attendee most of the time because iHeart is in Atlanta because it's a how stuff it's part of how stuff works and uh, if you want to hear a podcast about the Radium Girls I suggest uh, checking that out and it's called American Shadows episode one glow is about the Radium Girls and so I'll probably have to find an episode of stuff you should know about the Chicago Seven and listen to that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I like to see this kind of stuff too because it does give you a chance to learn a little bit more about history. If I if I had to go to school now more than when I was a kid, I would have tried to learn more things because you know when you're a kid you don't wanna. And now all I do is try and learn things from podcasts. It's a convenient way. I mean, I listen to podcasts and the the great courses and learn a lot. I listened to that fungus podcast you told me to listen to, the Radio Lab ep- episode about the fungus. That was really interesting. It was fascinating, wasn't it? It was insane. I want to. I want to know how deep that goes. This uh, the, one of the most interesting things of this podcast. If you guys listen to the Radio Lab podcast, they did one on fungus uh, here recently, and there's a theory. I know this is getting off track a little bit, but there's a theory that uh that like after the great uh meteor impact or whatever that there was like tons of fungus that grew because the you know the clouds were darkened and it got cooler so it was a perfect uh opportunity for fungus to grow and we have found spores uh, just tons of spores in these layers in the earth and so we do know that there was a lot of fungus growth and that uh, mammals could 
combat the fungus, like their immune systems and body temperatures and all that kind of stuff, combat the fungus better than reptiles. And that's why uh, mammals proliferated and, and uh, reptiles did not. And I just thought, well, that I have never heard this theory before, but it is fascinating. 100%. Your move, reptiles. Well, they are uh, just in now uh, people's skin and, and ruling the country. Oh, yeah, that's right. The deep state. <laughs> yeah, for real. The global cabal. The mole men. And the only ones that can stop them is QAnon. <laughs> Doesn't that turn out to be some guy in a basement in New Jersey? Oh, yeah, well, he was like one of the big, yeah, proliferators. Uh, let's move on to the next trailer that we have here, which is Nomadland. And this is not even a trailer. This is a teaser. This is the teasiest of teasers. All I know from this is that it stars Frances McDormand, who I love, and is directed by Chloe Zhao, who is directing Eternals. I have never seen Fran in anything, but I know I did see that Academy Award that she won. She's the main character of Fargo, so I love her forever for that. And she's in Almost Famous, and that's one of my top five favorite movies. She's she seems very like a very natural actor. Seems very realistic. She's great. She is married to one of the Coen brothers. I don't remember which one. So she's in a lot of Coen brothers movies. Uh, I think she was in Fargo first, though. Well, we don't know what this is about. Uh, it's super teasery. Nomads, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess nomads. Uh, so that's uh, you can go watch that if you want to. It's like uh, ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's like nothing. Yeah. All right, then we okay. So I'm excited about this next trailer. This next movie. Uh, it is a movie called Love and Monsters, and it's straight to VOD. Yeah, this is a movie with Michael Rooker in it from Guardians of the Galaxy and Walking Dead, and it's about a kid who's not Michael Rooker, whose family, uh, there's like a, a monster apocalypse happens, and everyone has to go underground, and he's his. I think his he's the only survivor of his family. But this girl that he liked it went off some other way, and he's leaving the bunker to go find the girl that he liked. And what we get is sort of a a Fallout slash Zombieland slash Cloverfield vibe, and that's okay. Oh, it is absolutely okay. Uh, the girl that his love interest in this is the girl from. Iron Fist, and she's also in Game of Thrones. Jessica Henwick? I, I think that's it, yep. So he, she's the love interest. But this is um, a very simple concept, a very simple story, but the execution looks really, really good. Very much the same energy as Zombieland. Yeah, Mer uh, Merle from Walking Dead, he looks to be the uh, Tallahassee of of yeah. this movie yeah yeah and then there was a dog that reminded me of dog meat from fallout so we we got we got all the stuff and then there was like it's kind of like the mist in cloverfield with like the monsters coming down and the monsters look good in this they do they look they, and they look varied like there's a bunch of different kinds of monsters which is fun yeah uh, I just love a sort of lighthearted, silly story that's not overly complicated, and it's just this adventure. Like, he's basically going on this ad adventure to, to reach his girlfriend with uh, great sets, great props, great special effects. The acting looks fun. I just, I think this is the total package, man. I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm going to watch this movie. All right, so that's called Love and Monsters. Uh, go check out the trailer. It's a very fun trailer. It's a fun name for a movie, too. It, it, it absolutely is. Okay, then we have a teaser. Okay, this is weird, guys. We have a 
trailer for a trailer. Yeah, so there's this movie coming out called Synchronic with uh, Falcon, with Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie. I got there eventually. You got there. And it's called Synchronic, and they released a one-minute trailer promising the trailer to be released tomorrow. So we'll talk about that next week, even though it's out now. But I wanted to devote this whole ninth spot on this list to talking about the trailer for the trailer. Uh, you got to be really confident in your movie and your trailer to make a trailer for a trailer. See, I think it's interesting that you came out at it from that direction because my first thought was, are, are you so afraid that people won't watch this trailer that you have to tell people that the trailer is there? Like, are you double advertising here because you're afraid or are you overly confident? Is the Seeing Double podcast going to cover this trailer? <laughs> yeah, there are two of them. Brad, uh, let me know if you're going to cover the movie Synchronic just because there was two trailers. Trailer for a trailer. Uh, so this, it, so the, the trailer for the trailer uh, did look very weird sci-fi, and it, I will say it was intriguing. It, it caught my attention. Yeah, it looked really cool. Uh, I, we're making fun of it a little here, but the actual movie itself looked kind of interesting. Anthony Mackie had that intense face that he has where he kind of looks like a drawing, you know? He's a he's a very he's a very uh like he's got very sharp features, so he, he tends to look like a like a drawing to me sometimes. So if you were working at Six Flags as a caricature artist, you could easily do Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I feel like he, he's very distinct looking and he has he has uh clean lines. He's drawn very well. Cut the check. Cut the check. Yeah, he's good. This movie, I'm, I'm interested, so I can't wait till next week when we watch the full trailer for Synchronic. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if, if, if we're going to get a better idea of what it's about, because it, it, while it is weird and intriguing, I really don't know what it's about. No, all I know that it from this is that it's trippy, because it had sort of a... Uh, his hand like going through like a black mirror type thing you know where his hand was like going through and it was all digitized yeah yeah uh we'll see so we'll we'll talk about it next week uh okay now i'm really excited about this next thing this is something that i was excited for previously when we had a very teasery teaser trailer for it uh and this is la revolution yeah, our our last one was even more teasery than Nomadland with Frances McDormand because the last time I think it was just a a statue or something. Yep. And it, and it had like blue on it. Yeah. So this is a a trailer for La Revolution, which is a Netflix show about France, but it's alternate history France and some sort of weird element where like they have blue blood or something. Yeah, so the uh, basically the aristocrats, the rich, ruling sort of class, lords and ladies and things, have blue blood, and your common folk, your working class folk, have red blood. And so this is all in French. It's in French, so this is a foreign language uh, show or movie. Um, but the costumes are on point. The the filmography and, and like the the. the filters and things that they use are on point everything it looks on point it looks very exciting period piece but you do have this almost i don't want to say it's a sci-fi element but there's this element where they alternate history fantastical element of the blue blood yeah it's it's definitely low-key 
sci-fi if it is sci-fi something going on there yeah i just i i I think i'm gonna have to admit publicly here that i i think i'm a francophile at least you know where france is at least they know i know where france is so anyway uh i'm really excited about this i will 100 percent watch this yeah i think i'll i'll probably check this one out unless it gets some sort of horrible rating beforehand where everyone's like this is the worst thing ever yeah yeah for sure Okay, so then we have the trailer for The Devil Has a Name. Yeah, so this is a, an oil movie with uh, uh, Edward James Olmos was in it and Martin Sheen and I, I, I keep, it's Kate Bosworth. My brain wants to say Christina Ricci, but it's Kate Bosworth. Uh, Kate Bosworth is back. She's playing a uh, some sort of hard-shelled oil woman, I think. <laughs> David Strathern's in this as well. Strathern? Yeah, Strathern? Yeah. Strathern? I don't... Strathern? I don't know. I love his voice. Everyone in this movie had a cool voice. You got Martin Sheen, Edward James Olmos. This movie can just talk to me. <laughs> I just want you to talk to me. Uh, this, I'd like to think of this movie as an oil movie. Uh, this has to so do when with... I say this is an oil movie, you will understand. <laughs> uh, this movie is going to drink your milkshake. This uh, this movie is primarily about the fight between oil companies and farmers. Yeah, and uh, because they basically destroy everything and the farmers lose all their, their stuff. And oil companies are, are one of the, the great evils of, of our time, I think. Uh, 100%. Um, what I don't understand is, like, they've somehow managed to remain evil for, like, a hundred years or more than a hundred <laughs> yeah. years <laughs> yeah they've they've kept up that there will be blood persona since they began like they started evil and they're still evil it's kind of unreal i listened to the american scandal podcast again this is the podcasters pals uh podcast uh, the American Scandal podcast, they, he covered uh, the Exxon Valdez incident over like six or seven episodes. And uh, boy, really just pretty savage, man. Uh, Exxon, like these oil execs, they're just kind of terrible. They're evil. They have the evilest lobbyists. Oh, they're, yeah. They're basically, they're uh, a bit, you know, I don't want to get overly political, but they're a business that shouldn't exist anymore because they don't need to. We don't need that. There's better ways. And so they're just paying politicians to let them exist while they suck the life out of everything in the world. You know, I want to sound neutral here, but they're the worst thing that exists in the civilized world. (laughs) Uh, You'll get no pushback from me, especially because they they use lobbyists as a weapon. And uh, historically, I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but one of the great... uh, uh, mistakes that this nation made was allowing lobbyists uh, into existence. So that's literally the worst problem in America, in my opinion, is lobbyists. Gosh. Uh, so this is the uh, the lobby laydown. The lobby laydown. The the lobby bottomists. The, the lobotomists. <laughs> lobbyotomists. Lobbyotomists. This is the lobbyotomist podcast. We we do not like them. If you think we're getting too political, but this is about as as strong as it's going to get. Okay. We make no apologies for who we are here. Okay, so that's The Devil Has a Name. And then the next trailer, the final trailer, the Dazine, the number Dazine trailer here, the best on the list. This is, if you were if you were waiting for the Filet Mignon, here it is, folks. We have the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2. Which we summoned last week 
when we did when we're gonna get so you're welcome this is our gift to you we made an agreement with disney plus that we would release it one week after the episode uh no one look into that disney don't add us um so yeah the mandalorian is back he's more silver than ever he's got speeder bikes with everyone's favorite kind of stormtrooper the scout trooper we got uh the child and he's being funny and like locking himself in the in the the pram to hide from the those missiles we got gamerian guard fighting ring going on uh with like vibro blades we got x-wings we got banthas we got maybe mon calamari because he was on a boat with a bunch of quarren in the in the water everything about this was great there was sasha banks with some sort of weird like jedi type person when it talked about jedi so maybe she's gonna lead her maybe to ahsoka she's one of my she's probably and by the way she's probably my favorite female wrestler i at first when i was watching this thought that was uh rosario dawson i was like oh is rosario dawson a human because they have some similar facial structure and a lot of people on the internet thought that as well and uh steph told me it wasn't and she was very insistent that it wasn't and i was like but it looks like her and then i found a picture of sasha banks and that said she was in the man in the mandalorian and i was like oh that's clearly who that was <laughs> I remember when I when I came back into wrestling, it, like just watching a pay per view at my buddy's house because he had it. He had the channel. Uh, I didn't know any who anyone was, and a lot of stuff I was like, I don't really get the like. Some of this is kind of coming across a little bit cheesy, but when Sasha Banks came on the screen, I was like, oh man, like this is an actual cool person. Like she's cool, uh, and so I was like, um, I, I dug her. And then obviously, obviously, so she's like super talented, great wrestler. So I'm definitely on board for her being in this. You never know what you're going to get when you have the wrestler actors, because you can get, like, your John Cena's, who are the worst, but, you know, it's okay. And then you have uh, Dave Bautista, who I think is really good, especially in Blade Runner 2049. He plays such a understated role as that, that replicant at the beginning, but he, he's got such... He, there's a gravitas that he can bring, and he's as good as any, any trained actor, in my opinion. He sure is funny in the in the is it Avengers? Uh, is it the first in, Infinity War? The first yeah. one, yeah, where he like he he thinks he's invisible. <laughs> I'm certain, <laughs> I'm certain that I'm invisible. Oh, it's so great! It's so good! Oh man, dude, how long have you been standing there? An hour. Now I got, now I want to go watch Infinity War. Also, Dave Bautista was nice to friends of mine, so I love him for that. That's great. Well, I, I just I cannot wait for this. I think it looks so good. They pumped a lot of money into it. Uh, we've got the elements. We got great great voiceover from that other Mandalorian who makes the armor. I can't remember her name. I think she's just called the armorer. The armorer. Okay. Uh, this is the way. The script sounds good. I th- I just I'm so excited. Yeah, this is what we need. This is what we need now. And I don't, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we got this trailer, and we also got the the CGI short for the Squadrons game called The Hunt. Is that what's called? Was it called The Hunt? Yeah, I think it was The Hunt. It's a, it's an incredible Star Wars short. It's as good as any Star Wars movie. Yeah, the Squadrons game is shaping up to be 
one of like everything that I want, and I'm gonna actually have to buy a joystick. Oh, you at? Well, good luck. They're like sold out because of Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh heck yeah, that's probably right. I go to Goodwill. There's always eight hundred thousand joysticks there. Really? Oh yeah, my Goodwill. There's a corner where they're just piled up. Okay, I know this. We should probably talk about about this outside the podcast, but I'm gonna talk about it now because I don't want to forget. If you ever go in that thrift store and you see a, a yoke, like a flight, not a, it's not a flight stick, but like the, the steering wheel that you see like in a jetliner with like pedals, I need you to buy it for me. Okay, I'll do that. And also, uh, when COVID goes away and thrift and uh, flea market season starts back up, I'll check those as well because I'm going to start going to those again. That would be awesome because if you buy those new or even used like on Facebook Marketplace, they are so expensive, like 300 bucks or more. I'll try and find one from someone who doesn't know what they got. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, good. Let's not forget. This is important, Nick. This is really important. I'll remember. All right. All right, well, that does it for all of the trailers. That That's a full Adele Dezine. And that brings us to the trailer mailers. Yeah, we got some good responses from... For the questions times last week, we won't have any responses next week because we have to make we can't just give it to you every week because you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah, we have to leave you wanting, don't we? Yep. Uh, so the first question from last week was: If you had to eat a food to enable your superpowers, what would it be? Yeah. So Macaslo on Instagram, Mark, uh, he said dried mango slices. They're addictive and delicious. Seriously, the first bag is just the warm-up, but you got to get those quality slices. They're no bueno if they're sour. God, this, like, this is so real. Man, this is so real. Like, I have to... It takes an enormous amount of willpower to close up that dang bag. I mean, I'm not a big fan of mangoes myself, so I'll take your word... I'll take your word at this, but I, I'm not good at closing any bags. I, I'm sort of like a like a black lab or something where I'll just eat all the food until it's gone and I'm laying on the floor. <laughs> uh, I need you to grow your taste buds up and get on this dried mango slice train. My taste buds are grown up more than most people in the world. There's only like a couple things in life that I don't really like. And mango is just a kind of a weird flavor to me. So the I prefer the mango slices that you can get the 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 organic ones at Costco in the bag, but it's like sixteen or seventeen bucks. So I don't always buy it because it's like really expensive, and my kids go through it really quickly. But they're not sweetened, um, and and they're not uh, sulfured. You don't want to get the sulfured ones. No sulfur. Uh, Trader Joe's has good ones too. If you want to go to Trader Joe's, you want to get a small bag. They're really good there. You can get them unsweetened there as well. They don't need to be sweetened. It's they're, they're they're heckin' sweet just as much as, you know, just as anything else. You don't have to put the sugar on it. I've never had a dried mango slice. I've only had, like, mango-flavored things. So maybe I need to reevaluate and reassess here. I actually think you'd really like them if you had the non-sweetened, unsulfured ones. Like, they, you know, I think you'd really like them. I'll check it out. I'm all, I'll, I'll try stuff a hundred times because I might like it the next time. So uh, right there with you, have the same problem, and it uh, would be great to have superpowers if I ate those. Uh, so then Jay said pizza. Yeah, he's just got a one-word answer. Pizza. Gonna eat, he's basically a ninja turtle at this point. I would have superpowers every Friday night then if that was the case. I like that Aldi superpower pizza. Aldi has the best take-and-bake pizza. I don't know that I've had it from there. I don't usually do take-and-bake, though. Do you like thin crust or thick crust? Bope. Okay, that's the correct answer. Uh, Aldi has a good thin crust. Taking I know Jay only likes thick crust. 
Uh, if you have a Papa Murphy's, I don't like their regular crust. I only like their thin crust. I I like Papa Murphy's because I like the sausage, and sausage is my favorite part of any pizza. So I can take either either one of the crusts, but the thin thin crust from there is better. I think. Welcome to the Pizza Pals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robo says peanut butter. I love it so much. It goes with so much stuff. I'm right there with you, Robo. I love peanut butter. Cops up here, the uh, the custard place that also has burgers, um, has a, a a flavor called uh, chicken dinner, which is a peanut butter like a, it's kind of like all the ingredients of Snickers with marshmallow fluff, and it's one of the greatest custards that I've ever had in my entire life. And I just finished the half gallon that I had this week, and I miss it. I miss it so bad. <laughs> Can you not get more? They they well it was a, so the, what they do is they have flavors of the day, and so then they put out the the flavor forecast. So you have to check the calendar to see when the flavors you like are gonna be back, and then you can go and get some when they're when they're in there. But sometimes you end up having to wait a couple weeks to get or like a month even, and and one there's a there's a, I think the famous football flavor I think it's called it's like Kevin's favorite one it was gone for years and then it came back this year and he's like Nick Nick it's back it's back and so we had to go to cops to get was it like midnight and he's in the front lawn like looking through your window Nick <laughs> Nick yeah he bought he bought two gallons of it I think and hoards he's it like, all to himself yeah so he he usually like he'll come over and and stop at cops on the way here and like bring some when he comes over so because it's it's closer to his house than mine yeah that's great uh this is the peanut butter pals i'm also a big peanut butter fan uh give it to me all the times and i will say of of all peanut butter these smuckers uh smuckers natural peanut butter is by far the best if of store-bought peanut butter i'm not going to turn away any peanut butter i've never had bad peanut butter trying to think if i have i just like this the, the the smuckers natural has the perfect saltiness yeah that's that's the main thing like they they nailed the salt it sounds very flavorful it is very flavorful very peanutty uh all right so bridget said cheese because it comes in so many different varieties and is found everywhere uh not true i don't think they eat a lot of it in asia no they don't not there but here in wisconsin where i am we have it pretty much everywhere and we got the good stuff and the good stuff ain't at the border so if you're from illinois and you get your cheese in kenosha or racine that's illinois cheese it's garbage did did you and missy have a discussion about this online at one point border Um, about border cheese i we probably discussed it online i've discussed border cheese with so many i talk about it way too much (laughs) to be honest like it's kind of weird how much i talk about border cheese (laughs) (laughs) what a funny thing I probably cornered you at Dragon, Pot, Dragon Con at one point and was like, let me tell you about border cheese. And you're like, I need to go do this. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, ha- you need to know this. Ben, you need to know. Don't get border cheese. The best cheese comes from the, the more north you go, the more cheese, the better cheese it is. Uh, do you like goat cheese? I like all cheese. Yeah. I, don't, I like all food. That's true. Yeah. I like I like I I like just about every cheese as well. I don't like brie though. I don't like brie. I can't. I don't know if I do. I'd have to try. I can't picture every flavor just offhand. It's weird. I don't. It's just a weird. I know I'm kind of in a minority here. I just don't like brie. 
I probably like it. I think I like everything. Kevin says, To activate my superpower of excessive amounts of procrastination, I just have to down a big old greasy cheeseburger. And I know where he's getting that cheeseburger. It's at Cops. Cops. Uh, I already had dinner, but big old greasy cheeseburger sounds so good. <laughs> well, when you come up here, we'll go to Cops. Oh, wait. We may have to go to Cops multiple times. We'll just keep going there. You'll you'll Your blood pressure will go up or whatever and you'll die but uh, no, it'll be worth we'll it we'll go on a run together and then we'll take showers and then we'll go to cops that sounds good yeah all right so that's uh that's the first question from last week the, the second question from last week was if you had to pick another culture to have as your family history and to culturally appropriate safely uh safely uh, safely what would it be and why all right so mccoslow mark mark uh on instagram said I don't know why I read some people's Instagram handles and their name and some people just their name. I don't know. If that's weird, I'm weird. Uh, Mark says, real culture. This is a boring answer, but my ancestors are Japanese, Scottish, and Polish. I think that's pretty cool and would keep it that way. Not a boring answer. Those are all cool. Um, His second answer, which I wish I had thought of when answering originally, was he said fictional culture. A royal human line in Middle Earth. It would be sweet to be a descendant of Aragorn, and maybe I'd inherit Andoril. And I was like, "How did both of us not think of of adding a fictional element to this question?" So everyone else sort of uh, ran ran with that as well, as you'll see in the next answer. Yeah, that is. Uh, we we may have to. I mean, everyone's already answered it, but I was thinking we could add it to uh, next week. But uh, people have already answered. Jay said a Jedi. I gotta say, if you're the descendant of a Jedi, you're probably not the descendant of one who followed the rules very well. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> and also, like, if you don't have any force powers, does that make you a squib? Yeah, it makes you a Star Wars squib. Yeah, that's not... Was that like Donnie Yen? Was Donnie Yen a Star Wars squib? Oh. I, was it? I don't know if his parents were Jedi. Well, I don't think his parents were Jedi. No, but, you know, he's he was a monk, a force monk, and the force was with him. Uh, was he just a wannabe? I think he was a. I think he was an enthusiast, and I think that the force was with him. You think? Man, I love I love that character. I wish he would get his own spinoff on Disney Plus, yeah, like a prequel. That's a good character. We like all Donnie Yen. I love Donnie Yen. Uh, Robo said, "I would choose either Japanese or Hawaiian culture, but really, I think I'm a Hobbit at heart. I know these are very." Uh, these three are very different things, but the meals would be epic, and he's not wrong. Yeah, when I'm putting on my Malcolm Reynolds cosplay, uh, before I put the jacket on, I will have just the the frontier pants that go up to like my my mid waist, uh, which I'll have over the button down red shirt with the suspenders. And so before I put my boots on and my jacket, I do a hundred percent look like a hobbit. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. Uh, if if everybody wants, since we have no questions time, I will put on that part of my Mal costume and post a picture in my suspenders and so you can see that I 100% look like a hobbit. I'll post that on the Instagram feed since you don't get questions times this week. I think everyone can find some culture in Lord of the Rings that you would like to be a part of. Rohan. You know, in the books, I like the, the 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 swan flag people from, like, the southeast. 
Yeah. I was like, who are these folks, man? I want to go to their lands and see what they're about. I was like, anybody that has a swan on their flag, that's kind of cool. I'm a birder. I like birds. I think Herodwaith is probably pretty cool, too. I mean, they were corrupted by Sauron, but as uh, as Faramir made clear that they were to be pitied and not hated. I wonder what his name is, where he comes from. That's not the first time that you've quoted old Faramir on this podcast. It's my 100% favorite voice to do. Bridget says, if you can't tell by my name, I come from an Irish heritage. Irish. So I'm already pretty proud of that. I've really admired the Maori culture ever since watching The Whale Rider, so that'd be cool if that was in my family history. If Taika Waititi was my crazy uncle, I wouldn't be mad. I would want, yeah, I would definitely want to, I want to learn a haka anyway. If if some New Zealander or Pacific Islander wants to teach me a haka... Uh, j- just volunteer to teach me. I will gladly learn because I think they are so cool. There's a I, I saw a, a concert in Chicago and there's a woman working at the venue who had the Maori. She was she was Maori and she had the the face tattoos. Oh wow! And I was like, I want to know your story. I already know you're a hundred times cooler than I will ever <laughs> hope to be. Like she just looked cool. Uh, somebody you wouldn't want to fight. No, no, I was a hundred percent. I I submit. I want to be on their side. Yeah, I imagine like some future war, we we have to fight some theoretical aliens, and we have like battle hardened Maori Pacific Islanders that are like twice as big as other people, and they're like they get in these mechs, and you know they're just like going to town on these bad aliens. Somebody make that movie, please. Call it Pacific Rim. Yeah, you can be like, uh, was it uh, Event Horizon? Sam Neill had the, on his patch, his Australia patch on his jacket, it had the uh, Aboriginal flag instead of the 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 Union Jack because he f- he thought that would be more along the lines of the future that they would incorporate that back in. I never caught that. Uh, these are the kind of nerdy things I notice when I'm watching <laughs> Event Horizon. <laughs> That's a scary movie, man. Woo. That's a doozy. Uh, so Kevin said, while I actually dig my Luxembourger heritage and wouldn't want to give it up, I'd take a French br- bloodline for that culinary history. Yeah, he just his favorite movie is Ratatouille. So. Uh, well, we all know that I'm, an, I'm into the French, too. The, the, I'm a Francophile. I think I'm actually going to check out a book or like a podcast or, or whatever you call it on the Hoopla app. Uh, to l- start learning French, like a French language app or something. Yeah, I mean, I have to read it all the time, so I can read it, but I, if I have to speak to people on the phone who are French, I just spend half the time apologizing. Mm. Way. Like, I'm sorry about th- how I'm going to say this. I've never been to France, but I, I, re- I really want to go to Belgium and drink beer and speak French. Yeah, you can go to Bruges. I don't know what Bruges it's is. like a... F- like a fairy tale place, isn't it? Like a fairy tale. I've never heard of it. Never been there. You can take one of those Viking River cruises, you know, and go up there. And if you want to go to Bruges with Ben, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or to follow his adventures as he runs down the, the medieval rivers, you can fo- uh, follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, and I encourage you to do so because that's where we do the bulk of our social media interaction 
You can follow us on, on Twitter for new episode drop updates at trailer underscore blazers. You can feel generous in your in your heart and have a hero's heart and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to drop in and tell you what happened. And I'm just going to drop right in Chunker and tell you about what we're going to do. So if you go on there, leave us a five-star rating, Quick Mickey's going to start up his own cooking show. And we're going to have a cooking show on the internet. It's going to be internet-based. And what we're going to do is we're going to start out making a big old greasy cheeseburger. And I'm going to take that and we're going to put some peanut butter on it. Uh, because if you ever had a burger with peanut butter, it's actually pretty good. And you say, well, I don't know about that quick, man. That sounds a little weird to me. Well, you know, the Japanese people say that every time you try new food, you add a day to your life. And that's the tip. Illuminating as always. <laughs> Thank you, Quick Mickey. To uh, close down this main portion of the podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, and I'm a poof on the roof. Happy trailsers. And I'm your other host, Nick Kelly, and I am body swapped with Vince Vaughn. That's money. Money, money, money. Happy trailsers. Happy trailsers. the video games one quarter portion folks uh we have uh an adele eight eight uh, god it doesn't work an adele eight <laughs> uh we have uh, so, so we have a few new video game stuff to talk about but uh are you still playing that ghost of tsushima nick yeah so i i found my first fox shrine the other day so i saw a fox and i i followed him and he led me under a waterfall across some rocks, and I got I got a little uh, a little trinket when I went to a, a cave, and then I got you can pet him afterwards. So you would follow a fox, and you would follow him under rocks. I f- <laughs> I would follow yes a fox. I followed him upon the rocks. I followed him under the falls. I followed him there. He crawls upon a thing. He gave to me, and then I pet him and set him free. That was that was beautiful. Put that on a t-shirt. I read it off my t-shirt. Put it put it on one of those t-shirts, uh, like those wolves howling at the moon, but it's a fox. <laughs> three fox moon. Yeah, uh, that's what they call you, old three fox moon. Indeed, it is. Uh, yeah, I love Ghost of Tsushima. I'm playing it slowly. I'm a slow video game player, so I'm I'm not real good. I got I found a, a refugee camp, and they gave me some new clothes because my armor was broke and i'm trying to find a blacksmith and some other stuff and it's i'm just getting used to how it how it plays like the the compass the map compass is the wind and it's really cool there's a lot and i have a flute that changes the weather there's a lot going on and everything and it's cool that's so cool oh it's so creative i love it uh, uh if it drops down to like 20 bucks anytime soon i'm getting it do it for sure i've only been playing gems of war 
I haven't played it all that much. I've been pretty busy. I did play the game of hunt bugs and get pictures of them. Yes, with your macro lens. Yes. Everyone should follow Ben on Instagram and look at his macro pictures of bugs. I think they're pretty good. Um, I I will say the whole process of like hiking around outside and hunting these bugs down and trying to be very careful and sl- and patient and getting photos of them it's it's just really cathartic for me it is like healing for my soul in these troubled times it's a simpler experience than being online or whatever and it's addicting and it was just i did it in utah you know i did it on this work trip in utah just hiking around the the mountains of utah and there was a the swainer nature preserve is there in park city as well and it was just I had like a basically a whole day to dedicate to it, and it was just so wonderful. It was just so wonderful, and I had Del Taco, and it was great. That's uh, that sounds pretty great, actually. I'm not I'm not big into photography, but the way that I've been dealing with the 2020 horribleness is uh, watching Toy Galaxy videos on YouTube because I am a vintage toy nerd, and so that sort of just calms me in a similar way and. I've been going through a lot of my old stuff, you know, like Masters of the Universe figures, and it does it has the same sort of effect. It's a soul cleansing thing, which is like this is a thing that I'm interested in, that's free of stress, something that I like. So simple, so simple. Just simple. I like this kind of stuff. It's like if if it's like it's simple, it's innocent. Uh, it's it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. Nobody disagrees with He-Man characters. Yeah. And toys, uh, you know, nobody, not a single person has messaged me and be like, uh, I find you uh, morally bankrupt taking photos of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't know that you eat them afterwards. <laughs> I tortured them for hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I just, guys, you got to figure out, like, I know my friend Laura, like Legos are her thing. So, like, she will just kind of tune out everything else and just have the Legos and, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. You you got to do what you got to do to get through this stupid year. Find something you like and don't care what other people think. Yeah, we got to find something. We we, we we weren't making costumes like we normally do. Yeah, I'm going to go to my cousins and paint minis tomorrow. That's great. Yeah. But you're morally bankrupt for painting minis. Yeah, I'm painting my Hellboy minis, so I'm sure that would offend someone somewhere. Uh, everything offends. Us doing this podcast probably offends somebody. I'm sure. Okay, so let's talk about these new trailers. We had eight trailers here uh, for some video game stuff, some good stuff. Uh, the first one is um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah, so we got King Shark, Harley uh, Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and what is the Will Smith character from Suicide is it, Squad? Is it Deadshot? Deadshot. And he is... Uh, they're, they're a group of Suicide Squad. I saw the movie Suicide Squad. I don't know DC very well. Um, I did see that this was by the makers of the Arkham games, which I like. So I, I'm, I got a lot more interested when I saw that. I might check this out. I'll see. I'll definitely... It will be dependent on reviews for me to pick this one up but if it plays like the arkham games i like the wb games play style well this was a cinematic trailer and we i don't even know what kind of game this is 
Yeah, there's no gameplay in this at all. I have no idea. I'm assuming because I've played a couple WB games, you know, the Arkham games and the Mad Max game that they made was really good too. If it plays like those, I I like that kind of gameplay. I, I think I am still more interested in the other game that we saw the trailer for with Robin and Batgirl, Batwoman. Yeah, yeah, Batgirl, Robin, and I think Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still more interested in that. And and uh, red, red, is it red? Uh, red Hood. Red yeah, Hood. Red Hood. Yeah, I think I'm more still more interested in that. But I will say the shark guy in this looked awesome. Uh huh. Yeah, he's in the the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie too. Oh, is he? Uh huh. He's like a big CG shark man. Uh, it made me want Street Sharks. Man. I know so much about street sharks. I know a weird amount of stuff about street sharks, man. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Give me a weird fact about street sharks. Okay, here's the weirdest one that I have. Okay. There was an old, in the 80s, there was a, a, a line of, of toy puppet creatures called Boglins. Yes. And it was like a little hand puppet, so you know what it yes. is. Yes. Uh, when Boglins stopped being a thing, it was the same company made street sharks. And they used they basically used a lot of the leftover components like the the material from Boglins and even one of the characters is named Slobster in Street Sharks that was a Boglin originally uh, he had a claw that they repurposed the claws from the Slobster mold into the Slobster character from Street Sharks so the Slobster character from Street Sharks is a a little nod to their previous line of puppet creatures called Boglins that they had done in the in the 80s. Wow, I did not know there was that connection there. Yep. That's fantastic. Oh man. Street sharks are so cool, dude. Like give me that street sharks. Slamu. Slam Oh my gosh. I don't I forgot the names, but yes. I don't remember all the names. I remember Slamu. Uh there was the tiger shark one, and then the great white one, yep. and Slamu, and then I had I had a bunch of them when I was a kid. I don't have them. I found a missile from one. I had the eel guy, and I found the missile that he shot out of his mouth when I was going through some of my stuff downstairs. I don't know where the, because I had like Slobster and some of the other ones, but I must have. It must be gone to time. I wonder what they're going for, like on eBay, if they're even being sold on eBay. Yeah, the. I think I don't think those some of those lines aren't worth too much because a lot of times in Toy Galaxy he'll get Street Sharks mailed in. Huh. Uh, some of them. Oh, also the the box design where they were in the cage. They were in like the cage with the bars bent. That came from the Boglin box design as well. So they were packaged the same way. Dude, some of these are really expensive on eBay. I'm looking right now. The carded boxed ones. Uh, the one, yeah, the ones in the box, like the figures are like 175 bucks. What? Yeah. Uh, the other ones, if they're out of the box, they're not near as much. Uh, and some of them are pretty cheap, like 20 bucks, you know, like just the action figures. So you can still buy these. Now the hand puppet ones are a little bit more, but yeah, so you can still buy these. That's cool. These are, I love these. I can't not love these. I think you should... Everyone should go on Toy Galaxy on YouTube and watch the history of Street Sharks 
And you'll think, oh, Nick, that's the only reason you know anything about Street Sharks. But then you'll see that none of that stuff I said was in that episode. I know that separately from my own life because I'm that big of a nerd. Nick, I'm not going to lie to you right now. This is a very big temptation for me to click buy on these. Uh, I'm not a collector, but I'll be danged if I don't actually want to purchase these. Well, you should pick your favorite one. Like if you don't want to if you don't want to be a completionist like me, I have I have problems with com- being a completist. And in order to curb that, I'll sometimes I'll just pick one character that I really like and I'll just get that one thing. That's the way I'm with Hot Wheels. I only buy the cars that I like. That's the way to do it. That's you keep yourself. That's why I get Hot Toys because they're so expensive that I end up with fewer of them than buying a hundred million little things yeah all right so the next trailer we have is for squadrons this is uh uh is this the hunt this is a cinematic short film yeah this is a cinematic short film guys and it's this is the of the highest star wars quality i'm serious it totally is it's extremely cool and it just makes me like need this game uh, it, the, the marketing for this game is incredible, is it not? A hundred percent, yeah. Everything they've done has made me want... Every time they do something new for Squadrons, uh, I want it ten times more than I wanted it previously. And you had thought that you had maxed out your level of want. Yeah, now I'm at the point where I'm like, should I go to Goodwill and find a a joystick? <laughs> Uh, that's that's the level that you're at. So this, uh, if you haven't seen this, stop. I mean, push pause on this dang podcast uh, and pull it up and watch it. It's it's so good. Yeah, you need to watch this. Uh, go into our show notes. It's it's listed as Squadrons. We got the link. It's a little short film video they made about an Imperial Tie Fighter pilot. It's so cool. So cool. So this game is still coming out October 2nd, um, and I think I'm just going to buy the download and just... Uh, I think it's actually 40 bucks on Epic. Yeah, it's not It's not even $60, so... Yeah. No excuse not to buy no it. No excuse, so go see it. Go get it. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, this is a RPG Hogwarts like role-playing game and as it was playing just said what is this bully hogwarts edition <laughs> and then as soon as it ended i started to see memes about that and i was like oh that must be accurate i never played bully i never did either but yeah i, I get the reference there uh this never said what this is coming out for it said it's in 4k so i was like oh is this like a the new playstation 5 and xbox whatever uh but it never said I think it's for all of them. I I know I didn't hear it was a, a, a exclusive to anything, as far as I'm aware. I didn't either. Did you notice the frame rate dip around the two minute five second mark, two minute ten minute second mark? I noticed the the frame rate did dip towards the end there, and I thought that was weird that they put that in. Yeah, that's what I thought. The dragon is breathing fire, and you have the character running to the side to get, escape the fire, and it like I mean it like drops frames like crazy. I was wondering if the the development team of this game hates J.K. Rowling because every time they try to put out information about this game, she'll do some controversial tweet or something annoying, say something dumb, and then everyone's like, "Well, 
J.K. Rowling sucks. And then no, the the ga- the devs who've been working on this for years are probably just like, "Will you shut up for a while? <laughs> we worked very hard on this." <laughs> oh man, J.K. such a controversial figure. I just think she she doesn't think before she talks. Well, I mean, when you got all that kind of money, you just do whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, this this game. You should still care. Though. Yeah, it's true. Uh, this game looks it looks good. I I don't think I'm gonna play this. I don't. I'd rather just reread the books or something. I need more information, if to see if I care about this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we're the target demo. I think it's for probably younger people. Likely so. Uh, but we have a very teasery teaser for God of War Ragnarok. This came out at the right time because you and I both just beat this game this year, despite the fact that it's a couple years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's fresh for us. Uh, we have the same voice actors returning. Yeah, Kratos has always been Kratos. Yeah, and uh, this, I don't know where they're going to go with this. I mean, it's... That game was so big. I, the, the God of War was way bigger than I expected it to be. I know, I have an idea where they're going to go with it based on the first game and and how Norse folklore works with it being called Ragnarok. But if I say what I think, it'll spoil the first game, and I don't want to do yeah, don't that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, so that's not. I wouldn't recommend going and watching this. It's nothing. There's this, it's a nothing burger. Yeah, it's it's just a title card. Yeah, it's a title card. Uh, now you will get a lot in the Spider-Man Miles Morales gameplay featurette. Yes, this is actual gameplay. Uh, it starts off, shows you part of a mission, some cinematics in there mixed in. A lot of combat. Different character. So this Spider-Man Miles Morales game looks uh, really good. The co- you know the combat in the Spider-Man game for PS4 was some of the best combat that I have ever played in a video game. I loved it. Not the DLC, Agreed. Nick will say. Not the DLC. Yeah, I didn't like the DLC. Uh, but this game, they just amp it up because Miles Morales is... I, I hate to say this, but he's a little OP. He has so many powers. He has like 50 powers. He does have that many powers, but it doesn't seem like he 100% knows how to use all of them, which which does make it more palatable. Yeah, th- there's one part where in this trailer where he gets kicked against all these, like ki- like I guess, explosive canisters, and he like electrifies all of them. And it's like, dude, stop shooting electric electricity everywhere. He must be what, based on one of those Australian spiders that have like fifty abilities. Yeah, it must be. Uh, so this uh, this looks great. This this might be enough of a reason to get a PS Five. I mean, it's just you just know it's. I'll get a PS. I tried. I tried to P, uh, play order a PS. I tried to pre order a PlayStation Five, there it is. and I failed, much like everyone else on the internet that didn't have a bot set up to order things for them yeah we can honestly put this in the new news category for video games uh along with the rtx 3080 launch so you didn't get you didn't get a pre-order for ps5 right you couldn't get it no i failed miserably i barely tried but i (laughs) I gave it the old half try the uh the rtx 3080 graphics card gpu that got released it was completely botched they actually came out with an apology saying hey we messed this up so i don't know where that stands right now i just know that they truly messed that up so if you tried to buy a rtx 3080 most likely if you're listening to this you probably didn't get one so yeah no one no one got a playstation or a graphics card but you know if you if they don't want my money that's fine by me (laughs) Think, I mean, it's well. It would be. It's it's to be expected this year that uh, this these things would go wrong, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to take me eight months to beat Ghost of Tsushima at the rate that I'm playing it anyway, and then Cyberpunk is in November, so I don't need I don't need it. No, uh, and and if you find a joystick at the thrift store, we'll, we'll you and I will be squatting up. That's right. Yeah. All right. So then we had a trailer for Resident Evil Village. Yeah. So uh, weirdly, I am I am a Resident Evil fan. It doesn't track or make sense with anything else that I like in my life, but I do like Resident Evil for some reason. So I I still have to play Resident Evil Seven. I I didn't play Resident Evil Seven because I didn't think it was connected to the main franchise. I thought it was sort of like a separate thing. But my my cousin's husband told me that I was wrong and that it definitely a hundred percent was connected and said a couple things and I was like oh heck now I gotta play it so I do need to play Resident Evil Seven and then I can play Resident Evil Eight which is Resident Evil Village. Okay okay. Uh, this uh, so one of the things in this trailer this is a next gen game. Uh, but it looks like video games are still not able to get hair right. You know, hair in video games is just not there. It's just not there. It's good in Lara Croft Tomb Raider. It was okay. It was okay. I don't know. It's I'm ready for that, like, late Pixar films quality. Oh, yeah. That'll be a while. Yeah. But that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be in a Resident Evil game. It isn't going to be the first one to get it right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You know, probably not. We're not going to get Sully's hair in, in uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, this... I, I probably won't play this, but I, I think a lot of Resident Evil fans will probably be into this. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, all right. So, then we had a trailer for uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. This was the, the, Jess, the Jess game of the, the presentation. Jess is a gigantic Final Fantasy nerd. Okay. So. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, you should see the shelf next to me. It's full of little creatures uh, from Final Fantasy. There's a big box of, of them. She she likes, like, six and eight or something. Yeah. And I should just, I should troll her and just be like, yeah, she only thinks seven is the only good one. She likes uh, Final Fantasy seven and hates all the other ones. Uh, the Final Fantasy numbering is, like, the only thing more complicated than the Xbox naming. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though this trailer for Final Fantasy 16 is very Final Fantasy E. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's crystals, chocobos, big swords, big baddies, white people, and uh, yeah, it's definitely Final Fantasy. Yeah, do it, Stefan. <laughs> this Final Fantasy 16 has everything: crystals, chocobos, big swords, big baddies, white people. <laughs> It's like everyone in this game is a white person. Definitely Final <laughs> Fantasy. So good. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't. I thought this was kind of cool. This trailer, and I, I was surprised to find that I was like, oh, maybe I want to play this. But then I was like, it's probably real grindy. That's the that's the only thing, man. When it becomes grindy, the only thing I want to grind it is Gems of War because you're still playing a fun game, a fun mini game. Yeah. I'm sure she'll play this, so I'll I'll be able to see if I like it. Yeah, I just that's why I didn't ever you know, I never finished uh Chrono Trigger. Oh, that's Jess's favorite thing in the whole world. I need somebody to guide me through that game because I it got too convoluted like switching to different times. I was like, I can't keep up with this, I'm just gonna quit. Just message her that's her favorite like fictional thing. I will say this. So even though I didn't really like the game, I love the art. I love the music. 
Uh, I remember when Jess, you know, recognized when I put it in the video game quarter portion of the Guardia Affair uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, but I think that would be a fun costume group to have. She's gonna, she's gonna hold you to that if she hears that. I think it'd be fun to do one day if you had a whole group. I know she likes the frog guy. Yeah. And there, we have like framed the blueprints of Chrono Trigger machines. Oh, that's cool. They're leaning against the wall. <laughs> like all the other... Art. Yeah, no space. Uh, all right, so the final trailer we have is the Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 official Africa trailer. This trailer blessed the rains down in Africa with how gorgeous it is. It is so gorgeous. Uh, I actually had... I actually teared up at the end of it because um, I'm very passionate about the planet Earth. I love Earth. It is an incredible place. And you just get to see a lot in this trailer of all these different places in Africa and the music that they chose is beautiful. And it's just like overwhelming. You're just like, wow, we get to be here on this planet. It's so amazing. And you just, you're looking at it. I don't know. I like kind of brought a tear to my eye legit. Um, But I I have sort of the protective response to it where it made me kind of wish Thanos would come and destroy the oil company people who are (laughs) intent on wrecking huge chunks of it. Ah, uh, gosh, I, you know, you know, we it's historically on this podcast, we know of my love for Alaska and these folks want to drill in Alaska and like dump oil and, and, you know, just have wrecks in Alaska and dump oil everywhere. And, 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 you know, remember the the whole drill baby drill thing from a few years ago, like a decade ago or whatever it was. And I was just like this. You you, you people are monsters. Alaska. Alaska is a beautiful we don't need this industry anymore we don't need it we're innovative aren't we yeah there's better things there's a million better things invest in the better things destroy this industry play flight simulator we we like to think of ourselves as anti-oil men (laughs) i like to think of myself as an oil hater (laughs) Uh, anyway, I don't know if this is an add-on or something for Africa, or if it's just like, hey, play Microsoft Flight Simulator, you can go to Africa. Yeah, I don't know. It had a Xbox symbol at the bottom, and I was confused by that. Is this coming out on consoles? Uh, Xbox, it's... I think... Uh, I don't know. Microsoft Xbox is the most confusing everything. Marketing, <laughs> naming, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go in and look on on the Xbox store. And see if I can get Flight Simulator, because I feel like it will work on my Xbox better than my computer. I want to say it's on Xbox Game Pass. I, I don't... What is that, uh, See, that, that's, that's the <laughs> thing! That's the thing! Nobody knows! I don't know what that is. Uh, I have Xbox Gold. I know. I know it. I know. So anyway, all right. Well, that's that's all we got for the Vigi Games one quarter portion. You got anything else, Nick? Uh, I have nothing. I'm I'm just a Ghost of Tsushima playing uh, Resident Evil like and fool here. All right. Well, for the trailer blazers, I'm a chocobo riding white person. Happy trailsers. And for the trailer blazers, my name is Nick, and I killed the Justice League using the God of War. Happy trailsers. Oh, did I say my name's Ben? No. Okay, my name's Ben. Happy trousers. <laughs> <laughs> my name is still Nick. Happy trousers.
Ben, you need to know. Don't get border cheese. The best cheese comes from... Armageddon.